on Halo Talks NYC 2019 Ursa on location San Diego with some native San Diego operators here. I've got the pleasure of having Corey Brightwell and Nick Barshik from Choose Fitness, C-H-U-Z-E. If you haven't heard about it, probably been living under a rock. Welcome up to the Halo sector. So Corey and Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on. Excited to be here. Awesome. So you guys, um, you know, have made a, a nice name for yourself, kind of a super regional chain with all the amenities. Um, you've got private equity capital. You got that a little more earlier than, than the average operator that starts up in the sector. And um, it sounds like you've got some uh, genetic reasons for being in partnership together and uh, genetic reasons for building an awesome company. So, Corey, why don't you start off, give your background and your... Uh, you know, past family legacies in, in multi-unit operations, and then we'll uh, kick it over to Nick and then uh, see where this goes. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. And really, for for myself, it started uh, watching my dad and Nick's dad uh, operate a, a restaurant business from the time we were born to about 1995, so for about 20 years. And uh, growing up with uh, an example setter in the hospitality space, uh, example setters who were extremely intense on unit level execution and the guest experience is really what has set the stage for us um, in the, the fitness industry now. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, but yeah. So my my background was growing up watching that, watching the entrepreneurship of our fathers and being involved in the restaurant industry and watching what it took to be successful in that industry. A very highly competitive industry, similar to the fitness sure. space. But um, beyond that, um, I was very involved in a lot of sports and after uh, college was uh, fiddling around in the capital management industry, okay. tra trading the agent stock we're, we're markets. In a, we're, we're in a suit and tie or some slacks in there. <laughs> well, we're in San Diego, so no matter what industry you're in, you get to dress you down. You get to dress down. <laughs> so uh, still not not the most passionate thing you could be doing when you're waking up that early, right? Not at all. Well, <laughs> I was I was on the Asian desk, so I would go in at 4 p.m. and get off at 2 a.m. So it worked out great because I could surf in the morning and then yeah. uh, head to bed at night. Yeah, so. I would not be good in that kind of schedule. Like being getting out at 2 o'clock is not a place for the past me to be hanging out and yeah. getting getting dinner at two. Yeah. So, but um, so so you partnered. So you and Nick know each other since uh, since growing up. Yeah, we and were actually delivered by the same doctor. No way. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot we're going to find out here. <laughs> so you delivered by the same doctor, effectively close to the same age, it sounds like. We yeah. are. Yeah, within a year or so, year and a half. Wow. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and your parents, your, your dads were, were business partners in Super Salad back in the day? Correct. And Correct, did yeah. they start that from one location? Uh -huh. um, my dad founded Super Salads in 1978, and uh -huh. uh, Charles came on as a franchisee originally and grew out, I think, New Mexico, Arizona, and potentially Colorado. I'm not sure. So West Texas, too. Oh, uh -huh. West Texas as well. And um, they ended up merging Charles's franchise company with the parent company, Got and it. then they sold it in tandem in the mid-90s. And um, semi-retired, kind of, and we always knew as a family, uh, and they're our God family, by the way, and oh, wow. uh, we always knew as a family that we would want to to kind of reconvene and, and take on a business venture. We, of course, just with tradition, figured it would be a restaurant. Yep. And um, ended up coming across the the HVLP model and okay. uh, decided to, to go with that instead and kind of got our hands around it. Now, were you guys actually hunting for 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 a company to start, or was it more of just like, hey, let me know if you find something and. Uh 
or was it like a disciplined research effort? Are you referring to, to when our, you guys got together and you said, you know, you're working your your Asian yeah. desk job and you're what were you doing at the time? Oh, uh, I, I had gotten out of the Marine Corps. I joined the Marines right out of high school. And uh, since we had been discussing doing a restaurant venture, yeah. I actually started working at Islands Restaurants here, oh, okay. here in San Diego. It's actually where I met my wife. And uh, I was going through just operational training. I was going to be a boots on the ground person for us in our nice. restaurant venture. And uh, we pivoted, as I mentioned, to, to fitness. And um, that's kind of what I was up to. So I was just working at Islands before we started Choose. I had never worked at a gym before. Yeah, I think, I think we were hunting for restaurant concepts when we okay. initially put the team together. And we couldn't get anything over the finish line. It was 2006, 2007. So the economy was, quote unquote, good. Right, everyone right. Everyone thought. And um, there was just uh, just nothing that we could get over the finish line that we felt comfortable with financially. And so uh, we had somebody bring up fitness and particularly this HVLP concept that was gaining traction on the East Coast okay. via Planet Fitness and um, also making its way out West. So we looked into that, started to examine the competition in our market here in San Diego. and. Did a pretty pretty in-depth competitive analysis, just visiting each of the competitors, walking mm -hmm. in. You know, you may or may not get greeted by the person at the front desk, and then you inconvenience them, and they pass you off to a salesperson who then walks you around and shows you a filthy facility with broken equipment and air conditioning that's not working, and then you're put into a sales cubicle and put through a meat grinder and haggled with until they can extract as much money as sure. they can out of you that day. And before they sell you a membership, they try to sell you a PT. So really, we came away from that experience. This was 10 years ago, okay. and I think the industry has made some great strides in the right direction. So keep that in mind. But we really felt like if we couldn't come into this opportunity, this HVLP space, and operate, out-operate what was out there, right. that we didn't deserve to be entrepreneurs. Got it. So um, where's the name Choose come from? That's a good question. It's a little bit of a Thank funny, a little, a little bit of a funny story. Nick, you want to take this well, one? It's just an accident. We we started <laughs> as Fuse Fitness. Accident went and turned into a blue chip brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll uh, we started as Fuse Fitness. Fuse. F U S E. And okay. the, the U is something we we've trademarked. It's a it's an image kind of of someone lifting a bar. It's also like a joke you have to explain to someone. Okay. And we had trademarked that and ended okay. up discovering that someone had already trademarked Fuse Fitness as Fuse Fit for Kids, God. and we had already opened our business uh -huh. and just discovered that we needed to now change the name, <laughs> and we were married to this U logo, and uh -huh. so we needed something phonetically that made sense, you know, with that U sound and fitness after okay. it, and so we were like, okay, choose fitness, and so here we are. Choose, like, you choose, choose. like you're choosing it. I think it was you're a... You're lifting it, but with the U and the guy in the middle. It was a family mm -hmm. gathering when it occurred, and I think my uncle was the one that wrote down choose on a piece of paper. We were all brainstorming, and we ended up yeah. liking this one the most. Yeah, Your so, Uncle John? Yeah. Really? Right, uncle John, thank you for 100% uh, <laughs> transferring you, ownership of the IP to us, and yeah. we will send you a Royalties. confirmation uh, waiver. Awesome. No, send him a waiver, man. <laughs> like, it's a waiver release on en envelope in uh, the... In a family event. So what are the interesting things you've said so far, uh, besides a lot of things? But the one I want to hone in on is that you, you mentioned the term example setters. And one of the things that irks me is when I go to a conference and I find and they, they tout that we've got this thought leader. I'm like, I want an action leader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want somebody that think about something. I want someone to actually do something 
deliver on results and then tell me what they found as part of their awesome experiment that they were maybe the first to do. That's a action leader to me. Mm -hmm. So when you use example setter, like where did that come from and what does that mean to you and what have you guys both learned from your, you know, from your family upbringing, like attention to detail with running a business and honing in on probably like one thing at a time, one example at a time. Yeah, I think uh, the example setting obviously occurred initially with our fathers and, and the time and energy and work they put into their business. And that translated for me into sports. I was never the, the biggest, strongest or fastest, but I was, it was clear that if I wanted to be successful in sports, I needed to work harder than Got my competitor. What'd you play? Uh, baseball. Gotcha. I played a little bit in college. And what, uh, what, what, uh, position? Uh, center field. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it started with me. ground cover. <laughs> for analogy that. there somewhere. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so when it comes to, to the example setting, that's where it started. And then even beyond that, we're certainly not the most intelligent people in the world, but that's a, we yeah, that's a, <laughs> we know that if we can outwork... You compared to Uncle Joe, maybe. Yeah. John, right? Uncle, Uncle John. John. Uncle Besides John. that, I mean, you're top 2%. <laughs> but go ahead. We know that if we keep our heads down and, and really focus in on, on the fundamentals, the basics of, of executing a good yeah. business and really out outworking our competitors, um, out hustling them is, is what we've been able to depend on and really grow our company culture through is that example setting. Yeah. So how long did you both kind of just stay in the first, uh, location that you built to kind of say, okay, this is what a lot of private equity groups, you know, as you guys have one, um, you know, language in the lingo we use is okay. What's the prototype? And like a lot of club chain operators say like, well, I got 10 clubs, but like, the 11th is going to be the prototype. And then they're like, mm -hmm. well, no, actually the 12th is going to be because like we made a couple of changes. So when, when did you, how did, how did the trajectory start? Mm -hmm. When did you kind of both agree and say, okay, look, this is what Choose represents and this is the, what we are going to deliver. Mm -hmm. And then talk about like being, you know, partners here, how you had those types of conversations because obviously there's, there's ideas in a room and some of them, you know, got to be shot down and some of them are like, that's part of the play. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a loaded question, so answer whichever way you guys want. I can start this one, but we essentially took what Planet Fitness was doing and did our best to put our own spin on it. Uh, started with a 16,000-square-foot box with really the basic amenity package and $10 a month for a membership. Okay. That began to evolve quickly uh, by our fourth location into adding group exercise to the mix, and the reason was that it was pretty clear that HVLP, $10 a month, 20,000 square foot box space was gonna get saturated very quickly. So we knew we had to evolve, we knew we had to innovate. And we were fortunate to you know, grow a nice footprint here in San Diego, expand into Tucson, Arizona, and up into Orange County, California. Um, but by our 13th location, about a year before that, which was in 2012, we really were seeing the writing on the wall that this space was going to get extremely saturated. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really want to have to worry about competitors that were in that 20,000 square foot small box, high value, low price space opening up mm -hmm. across the street from us. So we knew we had to take our game to another level. And, and we're operators. We come from hospitality. We've always focused on the hospitality aspect as it relates to how we differentiate ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but we knew that we needed to evolve the model. And so we more than doubled the footprint <coughs> to about 40,000 feet. We threw all the amenities back into the mix that, you know, the, the traditional HVLP operators mm -hmm. stripped out because they're brain damage to execute. Pools, jacuzzi, steam room, saunas, kids clubs, group exercise rooms, cycling, team training, turf areas, cinemas, 
all that stuff. And threw it back into the mix, kept the price point the same. Mm -hmm. And after we opened our first box, uh, that was our 13th club in 2012, we, based on how that performed, we knew that was going to be our prototype moving forward. Got it. uh, Sorry, how many clubs did you have before that were like the fitness only? uh, 12. You had 12, and then you decided to make this change with a full amenity. Yeah. Big box without laundry list of... Yeah, mm-hmm. now, we have, now we have 25 open with eight under construction, and they all have that new prototype mix of Got amenities. And, and what, you know, are you doing with, what are you doing with the clubs that, you know, like the, the Legacy 12? Like, are you going back and retrofitting those? Or are you saying, like, look, that was version one, you know, you can work out anywhere, and we'll upgrade or we'll do a reload when we're ready? Absolutely. It's very important to make sure that your brand is consistent across all units. Um, some of those Legacy clubs are in urban areas that it still makes sense to keep them small. There's uh-huh. not the real estate available, but the goal is to, as lease leases roll, to find relocation opportunities that will allow us to put the big box footprint together in that same trade area. And we're doing that currently in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So the first 12, what are some of the lessons learned? If there's an entrepreneur here and they've got a, a co-founder or they've got a partner, uh, you know, I've done business, I've done business with friends. And I've done. I've also done business with people who have then become extremely close friends of mine. Where, you know, the the relationship was not just about like, hey, let's meet for business, but like, I care about you. I care. You know, I'm like your godfather to your kid. You know, we're going on vacations together. You know, but we're also having like tough conversations that we need to have about like, he wants to raise more capital. I'm like, look, you don't need more money. He's like, I want to go into this sector. I'm like, you have no right to be the guy. Mm-hmm. The, you can't be the authority in that sector. You don't, you don't have any reason to think that you know how that works. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned here by working together and kind of going back and forth and, you know, kind of checking your ego at the door at times and maybe like bring your ego through the, into the room because it needed to be there. So maybe, you know, talk about that without it getting nothing. I don't want this getting any animated or anything like that. And I'll be the referee if there's a problem. Now, Nick's, Nick's, Nick takes jujitsu, so I'm smart to not mess no, with really. that. So you basically, this is based all just based on uh uh, strength come from strength force through strength (laughs) (laughs) I would say the 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 family ties of our business by far and they totally outweigh any uh, any potential pitfalls um, you know that can come from working so closely with family and friends I mean we we definitely do go to the mat from time to time about decisions and I think because the relationships go back so far and there's so much trust and respect, like we really can be open and brutally honest with one another. Right. And we know where we're coming from. We know that it's for the better of the company and our employees and yeah. ultimately our members, you know, for for whatever the decision is or whatever the, the point of contention is. Right. And, there, was, um, there was a guy on here yesterday just to throw a, a quote in. He said, um, the lion eats first. And I'm like, I, don't, I didn't know what that meant because we were talking about some of his partners. So I thought one of them might be the lion. He's like, the lion. He's like, no, the company. Everything is done in the best interest of the company. Mm-hmm. And then whatever's in the best interest of the company will, will trickle down to the best interest for us. But we got to make a decision that not, has nothing to do with either of us. It has to yeah. do with the lion. And that's mm-hmm. who we're here to serve, like this company that we've created. So mm-hmm. and we've had you know, I want to give you that because it came over. <laughs> no, me. that's good. All right, cool. And Thanks. we've had plenty of tough conversations over the years, but... Ultimately, I think we've only grown closer and as a family and as a, as a company and as a unit. And, um, you know, I think it's something that actually makes us really special. I mean, we're truly all tied into this. Right. And, right. Um, you know, it's, a, it's been an amazing journey. It's the American dream. That's awesome. That's awesome. You want to add to that? You don't have to. 
Well, I think I think he he covered it pretty well. Again, we're all in this for the same reason. We yeah. want to we want to be the best at what we do. We want to do it right. We want to do it through our employees, growing that family, and then essentially executing it for our members. And it doesn't matter what the the point of contention might be. We we stick it out until we have an agreement and that's great. Move forward. So do, going back to your the the family business. Was that was there any private equity involved in Super Salad back in the day, or was that strictly a family-owned operation? That was strictly family-owned until they sold in '95. That's when private equity came in. Got it. So, but were they still working for a private equity firm? Your parents, your dads? No, no. They, so they, they they were still involved, but not day to day. More on the board. Got it. Okay. So when you you know signed up and basically said, okay, look, we're going to build this out. What what what, what number location? On the growth, did you bring in uh, main post guys? Into they the came in around our 14th location. Okay, so they were like, okay, here's like the prototype, and they probably focused just people on the listen is they probably focus and say, okay, look, I'm gonna buy into your new mm-hmm. prototype mm-hmm. with all the amenities, and that's what we're gonna basically help you finance and, and build. Exactly. Yeah, we we were not looking for a private equity partner. We were introduced to main post through a mutual friend who both parties had a lot of trust in, and. Go. After meeting with them for one day and touring them some club, touring them around some clubs in Orange County, California, we really had a handshake deal. It was it was something we weren't looking for, but kind of fell at our feet, and that's great. It was a great opportunity. That's awesome. So you know, as you think about the desire to grow, and obviously you've got an investor now, so investors you know invest in things to to get a return and to see that money well spent. How do you kind of toggle between? We got it. We're kind of running a family business here. We kind of have a partner here that now has some growth expectations and maybe a nice little springboard for you guys to basically say, okay, look, I can grow faster. And there may be certain things you don't have to worry about, such as like personal guarantees uh, on debt financing, personal guarantees on leases, like the, the company has evolved. So, how do you kind of manage? Here's what we can do. Here's what we want to do. Here's what the, you know, Excel sheet says. And like, here's like, Mm-hmm. rational, you know, business behavior an example setting and not, you know, falling over my skis because we've got capital lined up and I've got all these opportunities. Well, during the diligence phase with MainPost, we made it abundantly clear what our expectations were of them and what theirs were of us. And one of those was <laughs> our intense focus on execution and our standards on the guest experience and that at any point we felt like those were wavering yeah. we were going to pull back on the reins on growth Good. to make sure why are we going to go open a new club when we can't operate the ones that are existing that's our philosophy we can't we're not going to grow uh, without making sure that every single unit we open is executing at the highest standard so that was that was something that we made sure both teams were on board with before we you know, finalize the deal. It just from a um, documentation standpoint, is that what I started doing now is I started writing down like if I'm if I'm if we sign up a deal and I'm working for you, I have like a, like a ten commandments. It's not part of the engagement letter, but it's basically saying like, at some point in the next year, if I'm your advisor, you're gonna get pissed at me. I don't know what it is. It might be the price is gonna be lower. It might be the terms aren't good. I might be working on another deal. I might be not available for a couple of days, whatever it is. And I'm going to be pissed at you at some point because you didn't hit your numbers. There was something wrong, you know, with, with one of your staff members, you know, that we had in the book. You forgot to tell me that your VP of operations left and I'm going out there and talking to a 
investment group about how awesome your VP of operations. You're like, oh, that person left like a month ago. So they're all things that like we have to do and that you have to do. And I have it documented now. So you got to fasten your seatbelt and know that when you work with me, like we're going on an adventure ride. Mm-hmm. And this isn't going to all be like, it's not going to be like that little choo-choo train. Like we're going on a roller coaster trying to get you this capital and you've never done this before. So it's a long-winded way for me to ask you is do, do you and Main Post have like a real like a list of like, hey, here's like what we're, what our mission is just so you remember. And I pull this out of a drawer or like, hey, I told you we're not going to grow. And we said original plan was to do five clubs a year. Like don't come back and ask me to do 15. We, yeah. No, there's not a list. We're handshake guys. What you see is what you get. There's no smoke and mirrors. Uh-huh. And if that gets abused in any way, it's not going to be good for either party. Yep. And I think they understand that. They are very like-minded guys. We want to be the best. We don't want to be the biggest. Right. And we made sure they knew that and that they're okay with that. And that's what they wanted. That's great. And, you know, as you're delivering fitness, one of the things that irritated me the other day, I'm reading a um, Planet Fitness research report. And it's talking about how awesome Planet Fitness is and the business model and the stock price and this and that. So I'm reading through it and I'm hoping to see something. And I get to page 20 and the word results is not in the 20 page report. Like you're running a business to try and get people healthy and keep them out of like the, you know, getting obesity and diabetes. And you, there's not one word about getting people results in the report. I was pissed. Hmm. You know, so when you talk about like, hey, the only way my business model works is if people come and they have a good experience, which makes them feel good or makes them look good or makes them have more confidence. If you don't have that, you don't have a business. So I'm, I'm just reading that and I'm saying like, people need to remember what they're doing. And it's not like stamping out boxes. It's like building places that people are getting results. Mm-hmm. So fire away. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all are part of this industry because we're in the business of changing people's lives or adding years to people's lives. And I think it's very important to to constantly remind ourselves of that why. And I think that that's something that we really try to do as an organization, you know, with our new our new teams. They've most likely selected the fitness industry for a reason and potentially even joined our team because they're inspired to try to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, when we do trainings with our new staff, we bring amazing stories of transformation from our own member base that's and have right. them share what our staff has done for them. And it's it's unbelievable. We've only just begun tapping in to this, this amazing pool of our, our members and guests that have not just gone through physical transformations, but also emotional or mental transformations too. One recently says that we've really, he gives us credit for saving his life. I know it's amazing. And it's just, uh, it's unbelievably powerful. And it gives our team line of sight that keeping the gym clean and and making the environment welcoming, which I think is the biggest barrier to entry for so many people that are out there is just not feeling like they're going to be accepted when they Mm -hmm. come to the gym is really making a difference in the world. And we, we believe that. And we believe that hospitality is a life skill, uh, that, that transcends just working at a gym or being in the fitness industry. It, it transcends into people's personal relationships and their friendships and their families. And, um, we, we believe that it's a successful quality and a skill and we're still students of the game. We very much do not have this all figured out and we're learning as we go. And we're learning a lot from our teams because we're no longer really at the ground level ourselves. Like we were, you know, eight or 10 years ago. And, um, you know, we've, we have to grow and and learn from our, our people that are in the field. And and we try to do that ourselves. Yeah. One, one thing you mentioned that, that is, is great to still hear is that 
we get all these people coming and say, yeah, this is what the data says. This is what the data says. I said to someone last night, I'm like, what do the people say? Like, I don't want to know what the numbers say. I want to actually like hear like the human element. That's how you know you have a good business. Like actually someone tells you not that, that I sold X amount of, you know, membership say, well, why? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why'd you do it? What happened? But like, sale, you got a great sales team. You got a great sales process. You got people that are getting results. You sent out a member referral to the people that lost, you know, 50 pounds and, you know, they generate three leads each. Why? Because they had a good experience, going back to your point. We so it seems obvious, right? But it sometimes yeah. gets lost in the And we don't, we don't actually have a sales team or a sales process. We, that's not part of our business model. Uh-huh. Everybody... Everybody who works at Choose can give a tour and sign somebody up. That's great. Everybody who works at Choose cleans, and the manager being the most. Um, and it really allows the guests who walk through the doors to not to, to really disarm themselves by not feeling like they're going to be put through a meat grinder or a process. We're really here to welcome them, connect with them, find That's out great. why they're there, and then let them choose what's, what works best for them. Gotcha. So uh, in closing here, what, you got any... Uh good management quotes or like, um, you know, any kind of choose-isms that you guys say, and like, oh, the, the, the guys are here again, like they said this, like, what's your, you got any closing commentary that, you, uh, that, that you're known for? Uh, I have one little phrase, and then I'll, I'll kick it over to Nick, but mm-hmm. I've been approached by several different investment bankers in the last year and a half, yeah. and um, a lot of different folks in the industry, and asking, you know, what really differentiates us, why is choose different? And the easiest way to describe it is that we're a hospitality company using fitness as our vehicle. Got that's it. what we focus on. That's what we double down on. That's what we spend our money, time, energy, training on. And uh, we always will. Got it. When I'm talking with our teams, I, I always like to pose the question, are you here because you're looking for something to do? Or are you here because you're here to do something? Do and, like um, you know, we, we apply that not just to, to being at work, but life. You know, what if... Yeah it's a liberating mindset. You know, what if you just empowered yourself, um, you know, to attack your schoolwork, your, your Mm. relationship, your, your career aspiration, you know, your, your job, your friendships, um, you can make an impact every single day. And I, I think it's important to remind yourself of that and, um, you know, empower yourself like that. So I I like that one. It's like my high school football coach, little quote right there. There you go. I like it. All right. Let's let's end on that note. Choose fitness. Great to see you guys. Congrats on the uh, on the success, and let's keep changing people's lives. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having us.